gonna clap so that I can sync up the audio. Okay. <laughs> and action. Action. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. I might make this video available for everyone. Like, what if mm. I make this one, like, where everyone can see it? True. Love that one. Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam. This is Nuchi speaking. Um, okay, no. You gotta be serious. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome back to Mindful Living, the podcast. We are trying this out with one mic now for a guest. Um, long story short, though, Nucci is my sister-in-law. She got married to my brother. Um, and we were going to talk on here today about, like, relationships and communication and stuff. But the more we started planning, the less ideas we had. So it's just going to be kind of, like, on a whim. Yes, we're going, <laughs> we're going on a whim today. So hopefully, like, everything we talked about. We'll be on a whim. Yeah, right. On a whim. On a Literally. limb. On a tree branch. Where do we want to start? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm supposed to do an intro. Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, should I do my testimony? Sure. Okay. Um, my name is Nucci. Like I, Lexi said, I'm Carson's wife. Yes. Um, so a little bit about me. So I was born in Haiti. And growing up in Haiti, um, my dad... He wasn't really in my life anymore because he left around like the age of like two or three because he was physically abusive to my mom and like mentally all that stuff. And so I don't really know if he left or if my mom left him. I don't really know, but he's not there anymore. Um, and so it wasn't up until I came to America in 2010 where I like started to notice like, oh shoot, like I don't really have a father figure in my life. It's only me and my mom and i started noticing that with like friends and everything or even like watching american tv shows that's when i started to notice that more and so um i think when i was like 11 or 12 i got i found pornography and i became quickly addicted to that to like escape from the reality that i was living in and then middle school came i started to notice that like i didn't really like who i was my skin color my hair where i was from even like i would be ashamed of my culture because <laughs> I would be ashamed of my culture because I didn't like, you know, Haiti. It's known as like one of the most poorest countries mm. in the world. And so I was like, okay, my mom's husband, he's in the Dominican Republic. So like I could be like, oh, I'm from the Dominican Republic. But in reality, that's not true. And so I just didn't like who I was. And so I tried to take my life that first time. Um, and then obviously that didn't work out because I'm here. But I remember just being so sad that next day, like that I was alive and so fast forward to high school, I got introduced to like relationships and sex and drugs and trying just to like carry like my mental illness because I tried shrooms because I heard that was supposed to like help me understand why my mental illness was that, like that. Th that didn't work. Who, who told you that? Um, <laughs> I just wanted to have their name and number. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this could work. I tried a couple of times. Very, just a bad experience. Um, and then it wasn't when I went to college where I went to Good Friday service and I grew up Christian because my mom was Christian. Praise God for the stuff that she has instilled in me because I'm able to like see now, like knowing my, my relationship with Jesus now. But, you know, she'd always drive me to church when I didn't want to. I'm like, can I just stay home? She'd be like, no. And I'm like, OK. But um, we I grew up as a Christian, but with the Christian church that I went to, it wasn't like fun. There was no community there. And it was just like 
condemning because it was like if you do this you're gonna go to hell if you smoke weed and i was mm. like i do all this stuff so i'm <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> exactly and i was like i don't want to go there y'all not about to find out what i'm doing out here <laughs> and so i just never told anyone and i just like i was carrying all those burdens and all those things that i was going through by myself and so it wasn't when i went to that good friday like i said prior and i just noticed like people my age are like having fun and they're like praising god i was like yo this is crazy like this is what i wanted and so i really like heard that gospel for the first time i gave my life to jesus got baptized and like now i know i don't have to like jesus didn't come to like condemn me and be like oh you do you do this like mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna be in, in with the, in a relationship with me anymore but like he comes so that I can have that convic- conviction like I don't have to like carry all those burdens by myself and he he loves me so much that he wants to like one he took my sin away from me but also like he loves me enough to convict me so that he can show me my sin so that I can like turn away from that and I was like wow god you're so good <laughs> um and yeah I'm just he's freed me from so many stuff and one of the things that like really like it's so crazy to me because sometimes it'll just like hit me i never thought that i could like oh my thumb i never thought that i could like i don't know it just you know the the sound Hmm? you know cracks ah that's your thumb i heard a little it sounded like a little it didn't sound like a crack (laughs) i was like i wonder if it's loud oh (laughs) it's so twinkly oh if you hear a twinkle it feels like you I know can't you're wait cracking, for you to hear this. When you're cracking glow sticks, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. I guess it does sound the same then as that's what. <laughs> okay, literally nothing. Oh happened. my gosh! Continue. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, you you got freed from so many things. Oh yes, I never realized that I could like go a day without watching pornography because that's one of one that was one of my biggest like addictions. And, like, it's been, like, what, three years now? And, like, I haven't, like, gone to, like, a porn site and just, like, the strongholds that God has breaking me from and, like, freed from. I'm like, wow, God, you're so good. But, yeah, that's it. That's me, y'all. Okay. You know, it's <laughs> actually kind of crazy that you brought that up. And I'm thankful that you brought that up. Not that we were going to talk about that. The reason that we – why am I – I sound – I need to get closer. <laughs> um, but the reason that we made that face earlier, if you're watching, oh. um, that I made that face earlier is because we – we were going to talk about like multicultural marriages, multicultural households, instead of just like going from like just your home, your family, and then adopting a whole new culture, not only like in the marriage realm, but like really anywhere, friendships or things like that. But specifically in the marriage realm, where you already have to adopt another family dynamic, but now you have to adopt another culture. But then she was like, I didn't like my culture and that stuff. So then we just like connected there. But also I do appreciate that this podcast isn't usually this heavy (laughs) with like that type of stuff. Um, But I do think specifically females talking about Mm. porn addiction is not spoken about. Mm. And I think that um, that's like, a really big hidden sin for a lot of females so if you can relate to that hopefully that just made you feel less alone but next thing we could go into talking about cultures there like this is something too like we want it to be relatable for everyone so this isn't just like this is our experience and we're both married so we're talking about the experience of marriage but Mm -hmm. really take this we're going to be sharing our specific individualistic uh like experiences with this 
but there I feel like there's gonna be principles in this for every single relationship whether it's a friendship a boyfriend girlfriend cousin that's not the same culture as you or like whatever it might be but yeah so I feel like one of the biggest things that I know that I dealt with with like um Carlos is just going into his culture number one the first thing is like how loving so if you don't know Carlos is 100% Puerto Rican like born and raised in Puerto Rico um and something that his family does a lot is like kissing on the cheeks and stuff Mm -hmm. like I had that was something I had to get used to I didn't think anything of it I did think something of it though when like girls like Hispanic girls would kiss Carlos Uh, on the cheek I'd be like like, wait a minute this is my man (laughs) I don't know where you think you're going there but that's my cheek But, um, yeah, like, little things like that and, like, the difficulties of, like, I mean, I love Spanish food, so I'm not complaining there. (laughs) But, like, the difference in language, like, love has no barrier, but Mm. language does have a barrier. So when we're hanging out and, like, I know his family's love, I can feel his family's love, and, like, they've been absolutely amazing, but there has been these parts of me that's, like, dang, if only I knew the language, I wouldn't feel this left out. Like, it... I will never be Puerto Rican and I am learning Spanish, but it's not going to, it's going to be who my kids are going to be 50% of, Mm. but I'll never be able to claim that. And like walking into that, especially like the first like year or so, it took me a minute to know like, okay, like I don't want anyone to feel like they've got to keep stopping to translate and explain to me what they're talking about. Like, I want them to be able to feel like, especially in their home, like, I want them to feel like they can have these conversations and, like, talk, but it was also really difficult because I also, like, didn't know what was going on half the time, or, like, if there's a joke being said, they're laughing, and then they have to stop, translate to me, like, no one can help those things, (laughs) everyone did their best, but it's still that, like, almost like an insecurity that you have to work through, Hmm. so I don't know, that's all I got, (laughs) what you got? (laughs) Um, but while you were talking, I a big thing in Haiti, which is my culture, um, communication, like it's not a big thing over there. And so when I was with Carson, I like he doesn't like confrontation, but when confrontation needs to happen and confrontation can be a good thing because we're learning how to like communicate better. Um, I didn't know how to do that. And like I was never vulnerable, whether it was like my feelings, my sin when I was going through all this stuff. It's because where I grew up, like. You don't talk about that stuff over there, even, like, going back to the pornography, like, being addicted to that. Like, my mom didn't know up until, like, I think a year I was saved that I, like, told her all this stuff. Um, But even, like, when you're sad or when you're mad, like, yeah, you can say, like, you're mad, but it's, like, you don't really go deeper into your feelings and, like, to communicating that with your family because just, like, it's just surface stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, even when I was, like, dating Carson and I was going through something and be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm fine, like it's okay and, and then he'd go like he'd be leaving my house and I'm like I'm not okay god <laughs> I'm, I, like I'm dealing with this 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 and I'm like carrying all this like heavy burden by myself but like one god didn't call us to carry our burdens with each other he calls us to like share our burdens with each other so I really had to learn to like communicate better and like not feel left out whenever like he's talking about his feelings because like that's something that he's doing which is good you know and I need to learn that not just like oh gosh, like, this is my fault, like, I'm not even, like, putting in the effort to try to, like, communicate, um, try to better our relationship by communicating better, so I really had to, like, learn, like, okay, this is my culture, but, like, this can't be me, because Mm -hmm. it's gonna be so hard, like, um, 
if I like stayed in that point and like now we're married, it would be so hard to like have communication and it's like I'm not responding and he's like putting all the work and I'm just like, yeah, like it's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, like sweeping everything under the rug, but really like there's so much like garbage under there <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be like cleaned up. So yeah, that was a good point that you brought up. Yeah, I think another thing too that I've noticed is like food. So like when I was getting mm. like when we were engaged and like getting married, I realized that I needed to step it up. Like not only like I'm primarily going to be the cook. That's just something that I we kind of agreed on that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was kind of like, OK, like I can't just cook like burgers and fries and like <laughs> white girl food you yeah, know what i'm saying sausages. like right i still cook those though. carlos <laughs> likes that <laughs> but yeah it's like i can't just like cook what i'm used to or like my bag rice that i was used to making i'm telling you learning how to make Kristen rice told me i'll cook that bag rice no literally once i learned how to cook actual yeah, rice i was such like such a game changer i was eating plastic <laughs> rubber a little bit of salt. That's it. Oh but like, gosh. even I met up with Carlos's mom. Even Valeria taught me how to. He, she taught me how to make rice from like mm. scratch. Oh wow! And like Valeria taught me how to make um, salmon and like how they marinate it and everything. Mm. Like, and just learning those different types of things. Like I, it wasn't something that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to like because I had worked through like different insecurities throughout our relationship and mm. like. One thing for me is I had a lot of triggers from my past relationship. Mm -hmm. So my past relationship, he, um, like, this was, like, way, like, middle school, freshman year Lexi, like, long, long time ago. Um, part of my testimony is I was in a very abusive relationship. This is where I got introduced to the drugs and all of those types of things where I was literally 15 years old hanging out with like 30 year olds and 25 year olds while they're all doing like cocaine and like just being in those homes and being exposed to that because of this guy that I was with. And, um, one of the biggest things was that he was Hispanic. And so there was a lot of times he'd be talking to other Hispanic girls and I wouldn't know what they're saying. And so like, there's, it's not just like I'm insecure about who I am. There was triggers from my past that caused me to be like, especially if like Carlos is talking to another um, Hispanic girl in Spanish, I would instantly, it's not like I would question if they're talking about me. I would just be like, I know mm. they're talking about me. I know he's cheating on me. Yeah. Like, and that's stuff that I really had to work through with like the language barrier. But like also, um, where the heck was I going with that? Because I was talking about, <laughs> talking food. about food and how Valeria is teaching you how to cook salmon. I think it's something that like I knew my triggers weren't from just like me. It was also like my past mm -hmm. and I hadn't gone through therapy yet. I hadn't healed from things that I didn't even know I still needed because I experienced freedom, but I didn't experience healing. Mm. So it's like I experienced the freedom of being an individual, but I didn't like when I had I had all this time of just living my single life like I was single for five years before I, I got in a relationship with Carlos yeah. and like it was really difficult for me to I didn't realize like I had free, experience freedom and all this stuff but there was no boyfriend in that part of my brain anymore where all mm. of those ugly like um thoughts and whoa like patterns and like thought waves were coming from so mm. it's like when boyfriend got put back in there it's almost like um, like an old rusty like game or like <laughs> motor or something yeah. like starts back up and so I didn't even realize that I didn't heal from those things until I had a boyfriend yeah. and all of those 
toxic thought pattern started firing again. And so that's when I realized that I needed to experience healing in that area rather than freedom. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. I didn't experience, I experienced freedom from my ex, but not healing for the trauma. Yeah. So when someone else was placed there, it was like, holy moly, like you are like, I was seeing him as a threat and he was doing absolutely nothing to be a threat. It's Mm -hmm. just that boyfriend that in that area or like little things like, I even felt like a part of me was changing to be like my old self to like make sure that I I was going to keep him, make sure he wasn't going to mm. leave me or abandon me. Mm-hmm. So long story short, that was just like, <laughs> I knew that my insecurities were coming from there. But once I started experiencing healing and a lot of that came when we were engaged, mm-hmm. like that's when I really started going through therapy. A lot of trauma happened right. with my first therapist, <laughs> but um, a lot of healing came after that before my wedding. And it's like, it's no longer something that it's like I'm scared of, you know, adopting another culture into my life because of the fear from mm. what this specific culture had done that in did. my heart. Yeah. And it's like I experienced so much freedom and so much healing that I actually enjoyed learning about his culture. I enjoy learning where he comes from. I went to Puerto Rico during our engagement too, mm. and I had the opportunity to meet his family And um, it was, like, during that time that I started enjoying and not just, like, accepting who he is, but adopting who he is. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, you can accept someone and love them for who they are, but, like, actually adopting that into your family because the two become one. And it's, like, I started adopting those things, learning how to cook for him, like, learning more about his culture and adopting those things into my life and changing. It's going to change who you are, too. Right. Um, And I know that, like, food has been, like, a topic, too. Like, having to learn those different types of things. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. I know for me, I think also talking. Like, talking helps. Because, like, in, like, different cultures and stuff. Because, like, you can say something. Or not even say something. But, like, something can happen. And, like, you don't bring it up. And it's, like, how the other person is supposed to know when you don't bring it up. Mm -hmm. But I know for me, like, I can be super picky. My taste buds are growing, so I'm trying. <laughs> but like, I you don't love have to grow much with white. <laughs> I Just get bland, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I grew up in Haiti. I was raised, born and raised there, and so I came into America. And I remember when I like came, I didn't like sausages, like eggs and bacon, all this stuff. But I, I eat bacon now. But like sausages, I'm still like, mm. but like muffins and stuff, and like English. What do I call it? English breakfast. Uh, English bread? English, English breakfast food. You know, at McDonald's, how they got like English muffins. I don't know. Oh. Just breakfast. I mean, I don't like that. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> just like breakfast food. Because like in Haiti, I grew up with like eating plantains or banan and Creole and like eating rice and spaghetti. Like that's the, I mean, yes, you still have like the bread and coffee and stuff, but like if you want to have your breakfast, like that's a, a major thing there. You and Carson. Right. <laughs> praise god he literally eats dinner for breakfast <laughs> and so i became like so like used to that and so coming here and i'm like y'all don't eat rice in the morning <laughs> like right. what is this and so i had to like not it's i'm still like adapting to like the american culture even though i've been here for like 13 years but i know for like you guys' family like when i would be um when they cook something and i'm like Oh, I don't like that. Or like bis- biscuits and gravy. Like even at restaurants, I just like, I don't like it because it's just like, I don't know. It's just my taste buds are growing. 
But I know that was a thing because I used to feel like, oh, it's my fault. Or like whenever your mom cooks something, I'm like, I feel so bad that I'm not eating it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's just going to hate me, all this stuff. But I'm like taking the blame all on myself. But I'm like, bro, it's OK. <laughs> just right. like relax, because like one. Yes, my taste buds are still growing. I've said that three times already. But also, like, <laughs> are you trying to tell yourself something? <laughs> just but kidding. also, like, no one's gonna. I know your mom's not gonna make me feel bad because of all the love that she has for me, and like, she's just a caring person in general. But like, I just, I do love the way that, like, because I'm such like a Haitian girl, I guess. All we cook is Haitian food, and so Carson being able to like eat that stuff and I'm like praise God even though I'm still trying to work on eating American food but like the way that he like loves my mom's cooking so if he didn't mm-hmm. it would have been super hard because my family they like give with food you know like that's right. how they care um that's how they show their love and they care like oh here take a plate take this home all this stuff so if he didn't like Haitian food like that would be so hard for me because I'm like what do you mean you don't like it it's so good you know like the rice mm. like i feel like Car- caribbean rice is just so good you know <laughs> every part puerto rico like haiti mm-hmm. all this stuff it's just so good the rice is just so well i kind of i got some white rice in the fridge <laughs> anywho um but yeah like i was thinking about that and i was like it would have been really hard like if you didn't like any of my food and yes obviously it would have been okay but it just would have had like there would have been a barrier, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In him, like, because he just, Carson, you know him, like, he loves everything. He's a he, vacuum. Literally a vacuum. <laughs> like, he, it's up. <laughs> and I am not. I am, I don't know what I am, but I'm not a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, me either. Yeah. But I feel that. I feel like that's one of the, like, it's, it's a stretch for everyone. Like, for example, what we were talking about before, like, the family dynamics, like, everyone, when you get married, you get into a relationship, like, that's something that I really learned in dating is like going to Carlos's family's house, experiencing a different culture, and then coming back home to my culture mm. was really good transition. Like before we got married, like just being able to go experience things, learn new things, but then come back home and feel comfortable like where I am. Yeah. All the way up until now, it just feels like his is mine, what's mine is his. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like our cultures are just meshing really well. Yeah. And there's, of course, so many different things that I still have to learn, like specifically the Spanish language. Like there's things I picked up on or things like that, but um, it's still not another language for me. So like there's always going to be things I'm growing in, especially when we start raising kids together because we want them to be bilingual. We want to teach them English and Spanish. And I still don't even know <laughs> Spanish myself, but that's something else. What was I going to say about that? <laughs> it was food. And then, oh, yeah, just being able to go from, like, one family dynamic to another family dynamic, but Mm -hmm. on top of going from one culture to the next culture. And, like, Mm -hmm. that was something that was a really nice transition for me to be able to, like, learn and still feel comfortable. Learn and then go back to comfort um, and just take it little by little like that. I feel like I was going to go somewhere deeper with that. I don't know. But I do love, like, this just reminded me of something. But I, I think it's also, like, for like our parents or like our husband's parents and their and their family and stuff like when we do something or like when we like their food or when we're trying to like speak spanish like i feel like they're just so proud of us because like like if you go to a country and like you don't know the language that's fine but when you're like trying like the people there are like wow like you're actually taking the time out of your day to like enjoy the food to learn more about the culture to mm-hmm. like just do stuff the way that they do it because then that's just showing like you really care you know right if you didn't care it would have been like i don't want to eat this i don't want to learn spanish you know right i just think that's so like they they're like oh dang like they really do care because when people when you um 
they just care when you start to do that (laughs) yeah and I feel like too that's one of the biggest things like part of my testimony is that like I was never very I was never close with my family oh I need to watch the time um I was never really close with my my posture it's terrible yeah I'm trying to like um we're both trying to work in our posture no literally I probably look like a shrimp in this video (laughs) but it literally left like it is walk the door door. I'm telling you it was my posture it distracted me but I feel like oh my gosh (laughs) if I can't think of it I'm going to lose my marbles what were you saying girl I'm about to play it back Either way, going from, like, one dynamic to the next, like, is really helpful. But with food specifically, like, even us, like, communication is so big, too, because I'm not talking about what I meant. Because yes. I forgot. What? You what were talking I about... I can't lose it. Oh, my gosh. You're... Go, Stop go. it. <laughs> you get it out. I know. You were talking about, like, how you were never close with your family. Oh, Yes. yes! <laughs> okay so yeah like part of my testimony is i wasn't really close to my family i was not like very family oriented even like extended family like i just didn't really see like i didn't really have like that value in my life like and i think that goes with you know being depressed i had to hide a lot of my life like Mm. even the guy that i was with i hid like three years of our relationship like it was very hidden my all the drugs and all these things were everything was sneaky everything was hidden like it just i felt like i was living in two different worlds like for the longest time and um one thing with carlos is he's very family oriented and like he's taught me so much on how to fight for family like family hurts each other like if you're gonna be close to another human a human's gonna hurt you like period yeah so um he's so family oriented and it's really helped me like because at first it was kind of overwhelming like how much Mm. like they're so family oriented and like they just love like having discussions and like just being a part of each other's lives and like and the touchy-feely type stuff like Mm. i was just kind of like whoa like Mm. when's the last time i hugged my parents like (laughs) you know and like different things like that like it was so eye-opening to see like it taught me how to fight for my own family Mm. like i not only like that's why I didn't just that's what I'm saying about like accepting and adopting because I accepted him and his family but now I've started to adopt that into my own family Mm -hmm. and like value family time and value fighting for my family and having those relationships with them that I've never had before yeah and um I think that's something that's really cool that's been taken but even like you coming into our family being from not you're not we had to learn like Puerto Rican culture and we already have ours but now it's another dynamic of learning and even have your mom over at like and your family come for like um Thanksgiving yeah yeah and we have all of us in one place it's cool how we can find things that make us alike Mm -hmm. and like different things like that even when we pray before meals like we pray in all of our different languages languages and like learn how to do all of that stuff and like um even learning what you like to eat and like all those different types of things and just that communication of learning how to it's goes like the extra step not that like am i better than everyone but it's like (laughs) (laughs) but it's like learning how to communicate with not just a different dynamic of a person but like also a different culture Mm. it is like it's so beautiful and the world will see it as beautiful if you don't experience it and it's beautiful when you experience it but it's also like this next level of like a challenge like especially in the beginning you don't know it until you experience it and it's just kind of like wow like this is a whole new realm of something to learn Mm -hmm. and like I don't think it's talked about and like I see why it's so much easier for 
the same culture to marry the same culture. Yeah. Not that that's it's wrong. Easy, right. Yeah, like it's not you can marry whoever God has for you, right. but um I don't think it's talked about that much. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about it because I just feel like both of us can relate to it. And um, it's something to be celebrated. It's something that's very beautiful, but that comes with challenges that Mm -hmm. aren't talked about and that are kind of difficult, especially when there's language barriers as well. Like even your mom, like, yeah, like your family speaks Spanish, but it's mostly Creole and Mm -hmm. it is different. So it's like those language barriers there and like learning different accents. And like, I remember Mm -hmm. the first time I met your mom, I could not figure out a full sentence. (laughs) I was like catching on words and like, I just wasn't able to like form the full thing. But now that I know her and I've learned her, I'm Mm -hmm. learning her accent and I'm learning different words and like things like that. Mm -hmm. And her humor. Right. Y'all don't know my mom. Okay. (laughs) If your mom hears this, yes, I missed it. (laughs) Whatever that means. I don't know. She's almost like, tell Lexi I missed it. But I'm there. I'm there. I get it. I'm not there, but I get it. (laughs) The girls that the girls that get it isn't that a thing i have no idea okay. is it like a sound i think so the girls that get it get it the girls that don't don't yes mm. mm-hmm. very intellectual i missed it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh. yeah and we even started go ahead oh were you gonna say something i was just gonna bring up what we were talking about earlier oh yes just i go know off. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang it it oh, left no. <laughs> I was gonna one. I was gonna pinpoint what you said about like we peed. Oh, we said we. Uh, bring up what you said about what I I kept seeing that line at the corner uh, of my eye, but I thought it was a spider web, but it's just the sun. Just be a long spider web. I, oh I was gosh. like, what is that? <laughs> but what you brought up about like how Carlos like taught you because his family like they um they they're family oriented. The mm-hmm. uh, Carson also did the same thing for me because like. It's funny how you say, like, you weren't family-oriented, but, like, I learned how to be family-oriented from Carson. You guys were, like, the same family. Does that make sense? Yeah, we grew up very different. Yes. Same family, yeah, but very different. Different people. <laughs> um, but with my family as well, like, also, well, eating at a table is, it's common in Haiti, but it when you eat, like I said, like, no one's really vulnerable with each other, and, like, we just ask, like, oh, how was your day, you know? And I remember, like, when I was younger... Every time I ate, like, it was just in my room, and I would, like, watch TV, all this stuff, because, like, we didn't, like, we weren't family-oriented, which is okay, but it's not okay, but that's how we grew up as a culture. That's your normal. Exactly, and so, um, like, when I would go over to you guys' house, and, like, you would be eating together at a table, like, okay, I never used to do this before. It's new for all of us. Yes, I know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yes, so having, like, that conversation with you, too, like, really helped me, like, understand, like, we're all, like, literally, this is new grounds for everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. but I... At the time, I guess I didn't know that. So I was like, this is very overwhelming to me. I have to speak. (laughs) And like, (laughs) I also don't remember a whole lot of my childhood. And so I was like, oh, I need to have something to say. But then you also helped me by realizing like, when you guys are speaking, like I'm, um, I'm learning more about Carson in that way from like different Mm. vision, oh, not visions, but like different perspectives and like different lenses. Um, And then I was also going to say another thing, but I kind of forgot that. But I've experienced, I think the reason that I was able to, like, relate and, like, talk with you about that is because that's something I experienced with Carlos. Like, mm-hmm. they'd be all around, like, talking about different life experiences and, like, things that they've done or, like, just things in Puerto Rico that I've never experienced. Yeah. And, like, growing up in an island and, like, just different things like that. Snow. I've never seen snow, y'all. Neither has Carlos. Right. <laughs> we, need to, we need to see snow because... Right. Uh, I want to 
see it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like, there's nothing like it. I've never driven in it. I've never been an adult and lived in a place where there's snow. So, uh, God forbid a job. True. But, like... Yeah, that'd be hard. I don't know how people did it. Right. You know, like, when you see the cars, like, when it's snowing and the cars are just, like... Sliding? Sliding. I'm like, how do you... What do you even do? You don't. You can't. <laughs> you don't do, do. <laughs> you don't do. <laughs> but, no, seriously. Like... That, I don't even know how to, like, I can't, I just can't. It's dangerous. Yeah. But it's wonderful as a kid <laughs> when you're looking out and they cancel school. Yeah. And you're waiting on the, First of all, can someone tell me how they do it now? Because I saw this thing on TikTok and oh. it was so relatable. We used to have to watch the TV to see when it was going to get to our school to say when it was closed. Mm. And, like, it, the news would tell us if school was closed. Now... It's like people get like an email from the school like, oh, school's canceled or school's oh, a two-hour delay. But we literally have to get up <laughs> at 6 freaking a.m., get ready for the bus and be all ready and sit there eating yeah. our our breakfast. And then they tell us that it's yeah. a snow day or whatever. And then we can go back to bed. But it's like we still had to get up. Now yeah. it's like they know the day before. They know right. the morning of. They it's get an easier. email. Yes. Uh, like, excuse me. I remember what I was going to say because okay. you're talking about like, um, well, the whole point is different cultures and like different dynamics and stuff but it reminded me i think it's genesis 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 4 where um you know where it was like one language and then god was like boop 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 everyone started Mm. to speak like different languages like there are different nations different tribes different races and like but (laughs) when i think about like our family that's what like i thought about and like Yes, it's hard, especially like like the different languages and all that. So your lip looks funny. Oh, sorry, I'm li- <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was like. <laughs> but when I think of our family, <laughs> different races. Yes. I think about that because, like, yes, it's hard because, like, the language barriers, all this stuff. But like, that's how it was for them too. Like, they also can you imagine like waking up next day and seeing your friend? You're like. You're speaking to them and it sounds like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like you know what I mean. You're like, no, that's what I'm tra- like. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> and like, I just think it was so beautiful because like it was challenging for them too, but mm-hmm. also I think like God knew it was gonna happen. Like God knew it was gonna be hard, but like He still did it anyway, so that we could like walk through the process and like finally get to a place where like, okay, like I understand you now. Now like, you can teach me about this. You can teach me about like the different foods. Like we can like communicate. And it's, like, and it honors God, but it also, like, we get to, like, learn about each other. And I think, like, with our family, like, there's so many different cultures, and we're just, like, we're learning so much. We're learning how to communicate better. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I communicate better. He's like that voice memo. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That was so bad. Yeah. Learning how to communicate Yeah. <laughs> um, there was something that you said that I was going to go off of with that, but... I can't remember. Have you wow. had coffee today? I did. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I got it from Zaza, and they ran out of oat milk, and I got whole milk. Oh, dang. But I didn't want to be like, oh, never mind. I'm going to save my money and go home. Because you've been drinking oat milk for like a while now. A minute now. Yeah. And so when they said they're out, I low-key went to just save my money and leave, but they know me too well, and I didn't oh. want to sound like bougie. Like, I have to have my oat milk, and they yeah. said almond milk, and I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but I was like, I'll just do whole milk. <laughs> and like, I got it, and I was just like... I literally don't like whole milk anymore. Dang. Like, I just tasted the whole coffee experience was different. So I felt terrible, and I feel like I wasted my money, and that really sucked. But Dang. anyway. Well, now you know. Long story short, I did have my coffee today. Yes, that's good. But my memory. I know. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. I don't know what's happening. It's it's the chilly weather. 
If any of you guys are not in Florida right now, it's spring break. Lexi likes the chilly weather. I don't. I'm from the islands. Your girl's from uh, an island, <laughs> from a small cornfield. I'm ready for it. So, like, I was, because it's been hot. Like, it's been hot for, like, the past, I think it was last week Terrible. or two weeks ago. Sorry. So, no, no, you're good. So, if I was you like, like it. oh, <laughs> true. But now it's just like, where is this chili coming from? I think it's the weather. Heaven. It's true, too. <laughs> but, wow, we didn't even talk about, because, like, okay, before this. Oh, yes. Yeah, Carson mm. was in here, and we were just started talking about, like, marriage and, like, this little class that they went through, like, communication and stuff like that. This is what I wanted the podcast to be about, but mm. we were like, oh, we're going to talk about that instead. <laughs> but then we ended up talking about this instead. Yeah. But I we were going to, like, plan it out. I was supposed to say this in the beginning, and I didn't. Oh. But, like, we were going to plan it out and everything, but it just didn't feel right. Like, every single time I tried to map out something for us to talk about, it just didn't feel like that's what we were supposed to talk about. So then we just started talking. We were like, let's just record. But and, yeah. okay, so we're here now. It's when you're thinking and you're thinking of nothing, but you're still thinking nothing's coming up. That was what was happening. So we were just like, let's just press record. Yeah, record. Yeah, and <laughs> like, here we are. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah. This is nice. But yeah, I feel like that's something too is like communicating with a significant other or just like people in general. Like, where the heck was it going with that? <laughs> I guess I was just going to talk about, like, even going through stuff. Like, one of the biggest things that... I guess I could just even talk about this. I don't know if you can really, but I'm just going to talk about it. Yeah, but, yeah, so I guess this podcast is already pretty long. I'm still going to go for it, though. <laughs> but anyways, um, something that Carlos and I... So, long story short, our first year of marriage was, like crazy yeah. like absolutely insane it wasn't just like oh getting used to each other everything in our life changed like there were so many things that i just recently went through that i kind of shared a little bit on a smaller scale before um but there's been a lot of like personal things there's been a lot of like uh relationships shift in our life like our friends like people that were part of like you know our life for so long like so many different like and that just comes with our age right. like relationships are changing so that's just the way it is but like there's been so many different shifts there um and something that i haven't really talked about or shared is that like carlos and i had went through like a really really bad financial struggle last year like when i said when someone would invite me out or want me to do something like i would literally say like i like financially can't right now yeah and I think so many people would be like, oh, like, you just want to take from savings. Right. But, like, I had like no savings. Yeah. Like, I literally, there was no savings. There was zero dollars to take out and spend on. Like, there was nothing left. Like, yeah. we were at our wits end. We literally had nothing left to give financially. Um, and it also made us realize, like, how many, like, most relationships, like, kind of, have to do with money and we didn't realize that like there were so many things that we weren't able to do because because of finances yeah. and it like affected a lot of our relationships and we had no idea that that was like something that could affect relationships mm -hmm. or like it was such it was such a weird thing and like so we went through a really hard time like financially and um literally to where we had nothing left and like we watched god provide over and over and over and like even you guys like blessing us with our plane tickets for our trip to utah and like mm -hmm. things like that like we've seen god come through so much and we saw true colors which was a hard pill to swallow i'm thankful obviously that we've been through all the things that we went through but it was just last night literally last night and we were talking and we realized 
how much we had just gone through. Like, we didn't even realize, like, we were just, like, distracting ourselves. Like, we'd he would come home from work or I'd come home from work when I was working at Vans and stuff like that. And, like, we would just, like, get on our phones, play our games, and, like, just let time pass because it felt like, like we didn't even go on dates, like nothing like that. Like there was even not that much food for groceries. We would just get what we needed. Um, And it was just like one of those times we were just trying to let like time pass because right now was just absolutely miserable. And we didn't realize like the habits that came from that. But like now it's like the habit is to just sit on the couch, like play on our phones, like play our games and like not be present with each other Mm -hmm. and like actually communicate. And I think that that's something that we realized last night and we talked about it and we were like, wow, like what we went through, what we came out of and how we fought for each other last year is absolutely amazing. And like, it's beautiful, but we also didn't know the habits we were building. Mm -hmm. And like, we kind of had a feeling like, I remember being like, we need to find like financially like frugal ways to just have dates at home or like do things like that. And we just never did. So like, we kind of figured that things were going to come from it. But, um, and, like, we're just, now we're seeing God, like, provide with, like, the house and everything. Like, I just said on my last podcast, like. I was like, wait. <laughs> no, yeah, like, <laughs> the house like, is happening. Thanks, <laughs> God. But, like, yeah, like, we're watching, like, just being faithful with little, like, how God blesses other people. Like, yeah. like, uh, what? How, when you're, when you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. And, yeah. like, we're just seeing all of those types of things. And I remember last year, Carlos would come home with, like, change in his pants. And he'd be like, yeah, like, I just picked up this penny today. Or, like, and then he started picking up quarters. Yes. And he was like, I feel like God's multiplying. And he, like, started picking up these coins and, like, putting them in a jar and believing that God Literally was going practicing to multiply. what God says. <laughs> literally, like, yeah. to the Teeth. penny. Like, oh, to, literally to, like, the penny. Yeah. To the one cent. And he was, like, just believing God for it to become two wow, cents. that's crazy. And then four cents and eight cents, you yeah. know? like Crazy faith. Yeah. So what? <laughs> this is happening too much. <laughs> but even, like, what you were – that's what it was. Is, like, you guys even talking about what you and Carson went through, like, that marriage thing and communicating and, like, mm. the importance of communicating in your culture, communicating. Okay, it wraps around. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> this is but going somewhere. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I hope so. But either way, I guess just the importance of not just communicating when it comes to culture, but, like, constantly communicating. Mm. Like, learning how to – people assume and just live yeah, in assumption. So and instead of addressing it, people see conflict as a bad connotation mm-hmm. rather than just I'm not on the same page as you. Help me see where you're at. And mm-hmm. I think when you have defense walls, you see communication as a bad thing because you're like, you're like, oh, defensive, like trying to think of what to say next yeah. instead of just being like, oh, let's better. Let's help each other understand each other better mm-hmm. instead of like being like, wait, I want to be heard. I want to be heard. Like yeah. all that kind of selfish stuff. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. I know. Like, for friendships, I've always been, like, indep- well, yeah, independent. So, like, I've never, like, really depended on people because that's something, like, my mom has taught me, which can be a good thing, but not really because <laughs> you obviously need people in your life to be, like, dependent um, on. But with friendships, I never really, like, used to depend on them. And, like, when I've had friends, like, I wouldn't really be vulnerable with them. Like, I would just be there for them, but, like, I would have no one to be there with. Mm. and so I've assumed a lot and they've assumed a lot about me and like sometimes those friendships have like you know withered away and sometimes like I would have to like well me and the person would have to like work at it and be like okay like I care about you I don't want this relationship to end like we're like like, let's let's talk about this like let's sit down and like be (laughs) I had to burp but I really had to silence it (laughs) 
<laughs> and be vulnerable and like let's figure out a way to like hang out more i saw this um on instagram this post it's, i don't know she's like super cool i don't know if she is but it's just like the explore page but she's talking about like how being mindful with your time or like even i'm trying to like get reading more i have a book over there i haven't started it but um she was saying how like you know when we're younger um because i brought this up because of the money thing that you're talking about uh-huh. and, like how money like it really like it's around us every single day like if you don't have it like it's like you're not really doing anything if that makes sense mm-hmm. um so she was just talking about like oh i said 28 <laughs> i was like wow she was talking about um like when you're a child like you just hang out you know without even thinking about it but as you become like older like you start to go out on like dinner dates or like going to coffee shops stuff that costs what happened to people that share crayons give me a blue (laughs) crayon man i have red i need blue to make purple all right sharing is caring and crayons don't even cost money there's a bigger lesson in that yes (laughs) (laughs) but she's talking about like as you get older like you start to do like stuff that are like evolves around money and she was like I want to be more intentional about like if I'm because you're like you're updating them on what's going on in your life because you're not even really giving them like the like you're not really asking for advice you're just hanging out so that like you guys can be updated with like each other's life but mm-hmm. it's like she's like she was wanting to be more mindful about like okay if I'm reading a book if I'm working out like let's just invite them you know and just be like in the space together instead of like going to a space just to like involve it with money and then like that's it but it's like whenever you're doing something whether that's like i don't know why i'm talking about this but this can be like it, i'm reading a book about this it's crazy <laughs> oh, this really? is like perfect timing True. yeah whether it's like a friendship or like even like husband and wife you know like we shouldn't like dates yes they're important but i feel like if you're reading a book like just being present and like being like okay let's if you, do you want to like sit with me while i read a book or like even like how you're saying earlier just like um playing with carlos's car i said his name weird carlos's hair like that's just intimate time right there and i just mm-hmm. feel like it's so important to like you don't have to go out you don't have to go out to a coffee shop like with someone for it to be like quality time you can literally just be like sitting here together and just like in silence you know like obviously not it being awkward but like just inviting them to something like that you're doing that doesn't have to cost money that can be working out or like reading a book together going to a library um or like barnes and nobles and like just looking at books and like smelling the books or something i don't know so i thought that was like really good what she was saying um no yeah i'm specifically holy bubble in my throat oh my foot's broken oh my god Oh, wow. Yeah, you haven't oh. moved from that position. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, the pins and needles? No. Nope. Is it asleep? What's happening? Um, it feels like it was, like, glued to the side, and now I'm straightening mm. it to where it should mm. be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm reading this book called The Find Your People, mm-hmm. and it's telling me everything I don't want to hear. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, like, <laughs> so it's a good book. About, yeah, it's great. Yeah, seriously, read it. Don't know who it's by, but it's good. Um, but it talks, it's called, like, I mean, yeah, what? So it's like village mindset. It's a lot mm. about like living in a village. Like you don't have to be close to everyone, mm. but there are going to be your three to five. It's statistically, you can only handle three to five people to be close with. Introverts right. are more like three. Extroverts are more like five. Mm. Everyone needs people. It's just that extroverts can handle more of that. Mm-hmm. But even for me, I'm an introvert, but by introvert, that means that I prefer like for me it means i mean it means different for everything it's on a spectrum mm-hmm. everyone's on a spectrum right um and you just lean one side or the other but it's or the middle ambivert which i think that's what i am but i don't know ambivert mm-hmm. it's a thing oh my gosh 
It's like you're both. That's interesting. Yeah, you never heard of that? I'm an extrovert with my introverts. It's probably not the same. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, for me, like, I thrive when it's, like, one-on-one relationships. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the main thing for me. If If you're my three to five people. Right. Um... Otherwise, I just get awkward and drained. But um, but with, like, my three to five, I'm very extroverted within those relationships. That's why people that know me really well are kind of like, you're not an introvert. Because I don't mm. seem quiet into myself. Because yeah. I am very vulnerable. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Even mm-hmm. on social media, I'm still like that. But meet me in person, I'm going to be like, give me, a <laughs> give me a second. Who are you? What's your vibes? Yes. Like, oh, is that that song? Never mind. Anyway. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's like talking about like village mindset. Like it's so important to have a village around you. Like it's okay to be acquaintances, but like the reason that they did this study where like these villagers like all of a sudden got washing machines and all these mm. women depression started becoming rampant in that village specifically because the oh. more resources you have, the less you have to share. Mm. The less you have to help each other out like oh i'm a welder i can weld this for you or Mm -hmm. i'm a knitter like the more everyone gets knitting machines the more no one needs to help like you become so self-sufficient and self-reliant and like loneliness is just so rampant so like Mm -hmm. it's such a good book because it's teaching me like oh and she talks about friendships Mm -hmm. and she's like it's so important to have these deep-rooted friendships and to be vulnerable and available and humble and, like, being able to hear the hard truth and not yeah. be, like, opposed to it, like, and being able to re- receive the hard truth mm-hmm. and not be opposed to it, but know that it's out of love. And then um, she just basically says, but remember, when it comes to friendships, like, God is the one that is supposed to fill your needs and those mm-hmm. that empty space that you're filling. And that's why it's so important to have a village and have your three to five because if you have one close best friend, yeah. you're going to put all of your expectations on, on just them. And that's impossible for someone to fulfill. Right. And even she was saying, like, um, you can't just, like... I was thinking in my head, like, okay, let me go. I'm tracking way too much. Okay, so, like... With that line of thought, she also was saying, remember that when you're showing up to a friendship, you're not showing up to receive something. You're showing up to give and to serve. Mm-hmm. But That's you're good. you're going to notice that your three to five are people that give and serve you back. Um, and like there's like mutual understanding there and things mm-hmm. like that. So she was talking about that. Um, dang, what was the next thing I went off track was talking about? No. It had to do with that, but like it wasn't the same. Oh, and so as I was reading, I was like, wait, so like are my three to five, because I'm so used to like friend groups. Mm-hmm. So like I have to, my three to five are all going to be friends with each other and it's right. going to be like a friend group. But no. And I was thinking that in my head. And as soon as I thought that her next line was, and you're going to, you're probably thinking, are uh, all of your friends going to come from the same group and all yeah. know each other? And she said, not necessarily. Like right. it's actually just going to be people that give in different areas of your life. You're mm. going to experience them like when they have strengths and areas that will strengthen you that someone else doesn't have. Have, they have another area and like to welcome those strengths and not expect anything from their weaknesses mm. or point out their weaknesses that's something that you can find from someone else or if it's something that only god can fill and like i think i've been looking for like a friend group or what's the group i fit in we all mm. look for like a niche we all yeah. look for like the click you know mm-hmm. like clicking like all these people like get something but what happens when like you have one disagreement from that you lose everyone yeah literally everyone yeah and yeah. like relationships will come and go for your mm-hmm. entire life and stuff like that but there's gonna be very few but people that stick with you forever mm-hmm. but the reason people come and go so much is because of self-sufficiency but like your village 
like we were created to when we have disagreements or we get through hard things our differences should complement us and like there's a fight for that like that's why blood family you have to work on things Mm -hmm. you have to fight through it yeah but like for some reason when it's not blood it's just like oh we can cut this person off even family like we can just cut this person off because of things of course there's toxic people and like things like that and like dangerous people Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's a good thought yeah that is a good thought when you're talking about for some reason um like the villages i was getting the picture in my head of like the ladies because in haiti whatever like especially in the country when they're washing clothes like they wash in the bucket or like in the river and like the ladies just like talk with each other it's just i don't know it's just like this beautiful picture but um, I don't really know where I was going with it, but I just wanted to share <laughs> yeah. that beautiful picture because it just, like, resembles, like, community and, like, not doing life alone and just, like, because when you do laundry, it's, like, you just put it in there, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's it. And the washer does, like, or the machine does it itself. But, like, when you're actually, like, putting the heart into, like, do this and, like, get your clothes clean and you're also, like, taking the time to, like, talk to the people around you and, like, that can also be, like, your three to five people that you always, like, watch. You're doing with. life Literally, together. like, I, I don't know. I just thought that was, like, really cool. That's a good point. Because, like, I feel like when you're getting older, too, like, high school, ev- everybody has a clique. Everybody has a clique. I've right. always hated it because, like, I've, like, fit in but not really because I've had trouble fitting in as well. So it's, like... I would, whether it was, like, the popular people or, like, the singing people or, like, just different cliques, I'm, like, but I have, like, all these different parts of me where, like, I'm I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, so I'm just, I'm not just this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I've always hated cliques because, like, I just, there doesn't need to be cliques, but I get it because, you know, like, when you are attracted to the same thing, then you just, like, make that bond, and then whoever else is attracted to that same thing, you make that bond, but, like, what if someone's attracted to this but they're also attracted to this like are you gonna kick them out just because they don't like agree with you like, like mm-hmm. you were saying like we should be able to like okay it's not necessarily a click but we have disagreements yes but like you still my buddy because like you know what i mean like, yeah and i just think like as adults like we try praise god because like then we like turn away from that like finding like the three five friends that like you said like we're not like so clicky anymore it's like the people that are in our lives the people that we're gonna fight for is well i guess you could say that they're they're your clique but in a way where it's like healthy if that but makes it's sense. not like it's different walks of life it's mm-hmm. not like a friend group yeah. it could be mm-hmm. like that's not impossible but that's also very difficult to sustain mm-hmm. like yeah. friend groups aren't the most sustainable mm-hmm. and that's what everyone thrive like is thriving to have striving to have yeah thriving i guess it's the yeah, same, it thing. same thing yeah but um yeah and as you're talking i'm just thinking about like girl <laughs> it walked right out the door i watched Your it walk face. out <laughs> no like, you're oh, talking about friend groups Jesus. and then wait, wait wait it's almost there <gasps> it's coming back wait um oh yes yes. so that's another thing too like outside of this like when i have fit in with a click there's always a part of me that's like i am Mm shape-shifting to make sure i remain i almost like it's the group thinking thing that society has for us now like that's something that i've been learning a lot in school is like the dangers of group thinking like now with social media 
most of the studies that I do in school is all around social media because yeah. that's like the death of everything now. Right. Um, but like before it was like you just had to talk to people and like find things out. Like you didn't just know everything and everyone's trying to fix all the problems in the world. Yeah. But like in general, that had nothing to do with anything. But like <laughs> what? But like with my friend groups and stuff, like one of the main things is, like, you feel like you have to think exactly like everyone. There's mm-hmm. – even though there can be differences in the group, it could be, like, characteristic differences yeah. or, like, minor things. But for the most part, you agree on everything or yeah. you feel like you have to. In order to fit but in. But yeah. does anyone really – I don't know. You probably don't. Like, <laughs> right. if we're all being real, you I don't. was being fake a lot. No, like seriously. Yeah. Like, even with the whole going back to the culture thing, like, um, in – I think when I was in middle school – there was, you know, like, when when you take the FCAT and then, like, you get a lunch break and, like, the whole cafeteria is just eating together. So there was this one time I was sitting with all, like, Mexican girls because, like, I felt, I thought I was Mexican. Um, <laughs> no, okay, I didn't think I was Mexican, but, like, I just, like I said, I've never been, like, oh, I'm just this. Like, we're all different, you know, we all have, like, different char- characteristics and traits that makes us our individual self. Mm-hmm. But, like, I going back to like oh i like i'm not haitian i'm something else and like trying to be something that i'm not like that was so fake of me because like i am mexican like i'm not Domin- i'm not from the dominican republic i am fully haitian and like i just i love as we're growing like we start to like see like how we were five years ago or like how we were in high school and we're like wow praise god that i'm not that person anymore praise god that i don't have to like strive to like fit in and it hurts to fit in it hurts it takes out so much energy and you're like mm-hmm. damn i gotta put on a mask today to be mexican <laughs> like it takes so much energy and just like when you don't have to be that way anymore because of god's grace and he's rich in mercy like and obviously growing and healing all that stuff too like i can just there's no mask that i have to put on at the end of the day like i don't mm-hmm. have to take a mask off and like I can just be who I am and be confident in who, like, God made me to be and, like, walking out the process that, like, um, that the experience I'm walking in. And it's just, like, just praise God I don't have to, like, be so tired of being, yeah. like, fakeness. Does that make sense? Being mm-hmm. fake. Yeah. It's, just, it's hard out here. Yeah. And I feel like with friend groups, too, like, and those, like, cliques and things like that, that's one thing. You know, especially when it comes to culture, obviously you're going to feel more comfortable, like being with like for example I was just talking to Carlos's mom the other day and like we were talking about like you know when you're coming from only speaking Spanish like Mm -hmm. and only coming from Puerto Rico like and you're coming here and you go to a doctor's office and like they're only speaking English Mm. it's so much more difficult to express how you're really feeling and like even I know like your mom has gone through things and like it's hard to communicate like what's really going on with your body or like different things like that it's so much more comfortable to speak so going back to culture Mm -hmm. there's a time and place obviously to be like no i need i need my people like Mm -hmm. so i can talk to like they can better understand me know what i'm coming from there's no miscommunication especially when it comes to something serious like that um but with friend groups in general that's like a separate thing that just popped up in my head but also like this like the click loyalty like Mm -hmm. For me, this is so toxic, but not even that long ago, like during therapy, like even up until like last year, kind of, I know for me, anytime I hung out with someone that wasn't a part of like a clique that I thought that I was in, like, or whatever, or like a friend group that I thought I was in, if I Mm -hmm. ever hung out with someone outside of that, I felt like I had to tell them. 
Mm. Like, whether if it was going to be posted, like, I didn't want them mm. to be like, oh, she hung out with them, yeah. like, which is so toxic. But that's what happens in friend groups. It's like, there's this, like, weird loyalty to, like, these cliques mm-hmm. where if you hang out with someone, it's like, you owe them an explanation. Yeah. Or, like, because you don't want them to feel left out or, like... There's, like, this weird, like, shame around hanging out with people that are in your other clique Mm -hmm. or, like, I I don't know. Like, I don't know if you've experienced that, but... Yeah, that's a big... Okay, I've deleted social media, went back to it. Deleted it, went back to it. It's a cost of battle. But, like, with (laughs) social media, it's, like, one, it's so easy to feel left out because, like you were saying, like, you see someone hanging out and you're like, oh, dang, they didn't invite me. They want to hang out with this person, but what? Like, all this stuff. And I wanted to delete social media because... But I also wanted to have it because when I have it, I'm like, okay, like, I see what everyone is doing. Not, like, in a creepy way, but, you know, just like, oh. You, they're... there is this part of you that's, yes. like, left out if you don't have social media. Exactly. And I'm like, dang, it's I'm crazy. missing out. But I'm also not missing out because I should be mindful in my life and, like, how. Okay, I'm not just going to go into something different. But. Um, no, that's a whole other right. like, brand. <laughs> but, like, I, if I really wanted to see what that person's doing and wanted to be with them, I could text them and, like, be mindful mm-hmm. of, like, okay. Let's hang out today. Like, I miss you, all this stuff. And, like, uh, part of the reason why, I, okay, I deleted it. Like, it's been three days and I got it yesterday just because I want to see something. But <laughs> <laughs> but whenever I have social media, I do get those feelings again sometimes. And I'm like, oh, dang, like, they've hung out with this person. That's, like, mm-hmm. the second week, second time of the week now. And, like, they haven't hung out with me in so long. And I start to get, like, so inwardly focused. And it's just, I go down this rabbit hole of, like, and then insecurity started to pop up and then all these different things. And I'm like, how did I get here? Right. <laughs> like, I was up here and I'm here. Like, how did this happen? And so I just think it's like I lost it. Social media is a dangerous game. Yes. There is so many good things, games. but there are so, so many. many bad things about yeah. it. And it's hard because it's like you want to share your life, but then you're thinking about what are people going to see like if you haven't hung out with someone. And then like for me personally, like mm. I know there's been times that I'll hang out with someone. And I'll be like, oh, shoot. Like, I haven't hung out with this person. They're going to see me mm-hmm. making time for this person. Like, I've been on, like, even the other side of that. But then I've been on the other side, too, where, like, I've gone so long, like, with so many transitions that I've had this last year. I'm I, literally, if it wasn't for Mindful Living, I would not be on social media at all. Yeah. Um. So I started now, like, I started unfollowing, like, a lot of things on my business profile because I'm like, this is my business profile. Mm-hmm. I need to stay focused here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, like, there's been so many things that have distracted me and, like, made me feel like there's, like, I've seen, you know, this isn't me, like, dissing or anything like that. I've just seen, like, so many people, like, posting things and, like, I, like I said before in my other podcast, like, I was mm-hmm. a part of a really large, like, family, basically, mm-hmm. and it's so difficult to see that, like, I feel like it was just yesterday that I was there, but yeah. to them, they've, it's almost like I... Like, where, yeah, like, kind of thing. But I know Mm -hmm. that's not, like, I'm not speaking anything bad. I'm just seeing the other side of things Mm -hmm. where, like, for me, when I've seen other people leave, like, it's just like, oh, you know, like, you don't really think about it. You're you're wrapped up. You're moving. You're staying, going forward and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And it's been really hard for me. I've had to, like, really watch social media. Like, social media really is, like, a really awesome tool, Mm -hmm. but it's one of the main reasons and driving forces behind mental illness today Mm -hmm. like it's so crazy absolutely one of the most dangerous i'd say it's worse than drugs yeah like it's just a serious i also going to culture with like social media i don't know how like 
we're gonna raise our kids because like social media and technology in general is like where our generation's going and so i'm like 20 years from now how is it gonna look you know it's like you you know when there's like those memes and it's like 1805 oh in 200 years we're gonna have flying cars and it's 2022 and it's just i don't know what's going on i mean they got Uh, people eating uh, laundry detergent stuff and that wasn't 20 okay but that's what i mean like 20 years from now i'm like what's gonna happen but like social media like with phones and everything and like ipads and i'm just like because growing up in haiti like i didn't have any of those things like it was just a little box tv where you watch soccer and like um telenovelas and stuff like that and that's it but like when we have kids it's gonna be like i don't know you, you know I'm just but like, that's why i'm glad that like you find like-minded people because for mm-hmm. me i'm not gonna you know throw a screen in front of my kid yeah. like and i know that you and carson won't do that either so i at least know that my kids are gonna have kids that relate to each mm-hmm. other and that's stuff true. like that of course like technology is gonna change our kids future mm-hmm. it's changing our future yeah but it's like at the same time like you have to find like-minded people that are going to raise the kids the way you feel like you want to raise your kids as well. And that's yeah. going to change your friend group. That's going to change your your relationship status with other people. Like, um, I, I feel like, gosh, I could go off on social media. Right. Girl, I'm about to have to start this and hit it again if we start talking about social media. Maybe I won't. No, probably not. Yeah. too. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of comparison stuff. This has been a good yeah. conversation, though. We went everywhere and anywhere and yeah. nothing that we talked about before. Another day, another day. <laughs> but yeah, do you have anything else you want to say? <laughs> I feel like I, I don't. I don't know what if I go I off. I keep I'll go talking. Off. I will. I don't know. It's up to you. Because yeah, if we go yeah, down the rabbit hole of social media, it's gonna be too it's, long. That's not even on yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, should we have like principles? Do you have any principles that you want to share for this? podcast or not that's the one thing when it comes to like an episode like this like i feel like there's no one theme Mm. but i guess the main point is like number one don't be afraid to communicate talk talk it out it is not a bad thing like if someone says hey can we talk of course be mindful my heart be dropping (laughs) y'all but that's the thing if someone says hey can we talk we need to switch our perspective. Of yes. course, I need to pre- I'm preaching myself right now. Yes. But we have to switch our perspective as, oh, wow, they want to have an opportunity to better get to know each other. Yeah. Like, if we can start to see it that way, we won't be like, oh, actually, <laughs> I, I forgot my macaroni's in the microwave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we won't yeah. make excuses on why not to show up or we won't feel terrible or we won't go vent and be like, oh, my God, they just asked me to hang out. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm nervous. Or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. freak out in that moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't be afraid to communicate. That's good. And if when it comes to cuz this is going to happen everywhere, like anyone's going to run into a different culture and it's a beautiful thing and focus on instead of just accepting someone but adopting mm-hmm. more of who they are. Yeah. Like don't be afraid of trying something new. Like that's for anyone that doesn't have to just go with different cultures, but we'll be more united the more that we welcome new things into our life and um new ways of living new perspectives those are all going to grow us and shape us as human beings and if we are complacent in life we won't grow and we're literally designed to evolve like scientifically we are designed to evolve and change and grow upon learning new information and i think people get stuck in this well this is my bubble this is who i am Mm -hmm. and i don't have anywhere to grow like this is where that's them that's for them that's not for me yeah but it's a part of the human experience Mm -hmm. so communicate adopt other people's adapt or adopt adopt 
Oh, okay. Like, ado- like well, mm-hmm. I guess, like, you don't have to adopt everything. But yeah, that makes sense. I just didn't know which one you were saying. It's not just about accepting. It's also mm-hmm. adopting other people into your life and their their differences and letting them strengthen you. And also to remember, I guess, like, your, your circle. Mm-hmm, yeah, find your three to five people. That's what it's going to say. Yeah. Because, like, like you were saying, like, your circle, it doesn't need to be large. You know that thing? Or the quote, it can't like, be large. Yeah, we, but we can't sustain that. Exactly, but like, how's it helping you? You know that quote where it's like, "Show me your three to five friends, and I'll show you your future." Because mm-hmm. if you have a large group, which large groups can be fun, like we all need a little bit of large group in life, I guess. That's the village. Yeah, it's it's the village. But like, if you if you're trying to like base your future on like the whole village, it's gonna be so confusing, so overwhelming because you're like oh, I want to do this, but then this person wants to do this. And, like, if you find that three to five people that you have in your life... That know your heart. Know you. Knows, like, who you are, like, genuinely. You not, don't have like, to explain yourself. Exactly. You don't have to put on a mask. Just, like, knows the real you, the real you that God created, the real you. Just you. Like, it'll just be <laughs> so much better. Like, you won't have to be so tired all the time trying to be somebody you're not. Like try, Even, like, I know sometimes I used to, like, switch how I speak not mm. dialect yes but also like you know at work when you have that customer voice like hey how's it going today <laughs> um but i'm like why do you talk like that but i also talk like this you know what i mean uh-huh. so it's just like switching that even like switching that lingo it can be tiring but like i still do it but i'm trying to like work on not doing that because i should be speaking with everyone how i speak normally if that makes sense but it's just more peaceful whenever you find this group of people that you actually trust that you know like okay if i'm going through this like they're not gonna judge me i don't have to like expect like they're gonna look at me like i'm crazy because i know they're gonna like be supportive and like just Mm -hmm. be my people you know so yeah they love you for existing yes just for who you are not because of anything you're doing or anything you have done or anything you're gonna do but you said something that reminded me of something and i can go off oh people pleasing Mm, yeah so If we all know, your girl's been a big people pleaser. And something that I thought is I always thought that people pleasing made me the victim. Mm. But it made me realize I'm actually the manipulator. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, when I realized that in therapy, I mean, obviously, it came from somewhere Mm -hmm. that made me a victim. I was a victim of something that made me this. Yeah. So we're all victims and we're all the villain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one thing is, like, so many people now, this goes into social media, but so many people now want to be heard. So many people now want to be, you know, some sort of victim so that they don't have any responsibilities yeah. to take. But something I realized with people pleasing specifically is that it made me actually a manipulator because I'm manipulating them I'm by doing things for them mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Drop the relationship. Yeah. If you don't feel like you're enough or they're not accepting you for who you are, drop the relationship before you people please. Yeah. Like, that's just not for you. And that's okay. That's not on them. That's mm-hmm. not on you. It's just not for you. Go your separate way peacefully. But when you're people pleasing and trying to get them to love you, you're shape-shifting. Yes. You're lying to yourself and you're manipulating them into seeing you a certain way which makes it not okay you're not being the bigger person there Mm -hmm. but yeah so my battery is also going down on my my thing (laughs) it also like because then i think i you've brought this up before but like it lets them know how you are so they they're like okay this is how you are and so like everything that you do like whatever you say that's how they're expecting you because that's how like you 
like this is the me but really it's not like the you it's mm-hmm. just the you that you but put they don't on. know that exactly so until you like tell them like this is me i've been lying to you all this time <laughs> or just you know talk and communicate mm-hmm. with them that's when they're like i mean of course they might be surprised because that's like they might kick and scream exactly. a little bit and be like you this is not what i'm used to you know like we um we assume and like we have this complacency we're like we know this this is what we're going with mm-hmm. but it's like when somebody somebody starts to change with people change all the time um they're like oh shoot they're changing i'm not used to this what do i do right Boom. like they're not your friends anymore which is it's pretty unhealthy but it's like that's also like them not expecting like that you're actually like this so now it's just like everyone's just like going crazy it can it can be messy Mm -hmm. if you don't understand that we're called to grow and evolve and change Mm -hmm. and that's the thing we might grow like in my last podcast i literally talked about like if you're sometimes growing and changing might mean growing the other way growing apart Mm -hmm. growing the other way like growing (laughs) apart like you're growing in two different areas and us being like oh they're like changing that's bad like that's not bad Mm -hmm. you're just growing apart and because you have expectations and you're probably a little codependent, yeah. then it's like you're going to take it personally. Mm-hmm. And they might take it personally when you change or things like that. And it's yeah. like, that's why you have to keep the conversation. Like, Going. keep the conversation. Like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to grow and change yes. upon learning new information. Don't be afraid to jump in with a new friend group and your old friend group might hate, not new friend group, sorry, a new relationship mm-hmm. and your friend group that might be mad at you. Were they for you in the first place? Yeah. Or were they trying to control? You know, I had to sneeze just a second ago too. <laughs> and I held it back. Okay, Anyways. <laughs> But I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's it. Honestly, we should do another one on this stuff. Like, oh, I feel like this is like, I, I'm noticing so many things I can go off <laughs> on. But we're going to leave it here. Yeah. Long story short, I don't even know how to tell. I don't know. I don't know where it's at on here. But if I it's been know. three of those, it's probably at like Almost an hours. hour, 20 minutes. Yeah. I'd say something like that. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway um but yeah that's all i have for you all and i hope you enjoyed <laughs> i loved having you on as a guest i loved it too i was really nervous because i was like i'm not i'm not on camera every day and like this isn't my thing you know so i'm like i was really nervous and like i was like my insecurities started to come up and like i was just going like overthinking in my own little brain but then i was like you know what let me just be myself like this is my girl and like it's gonna be so good like because I didn't think, like, going off a whim that we are going to, like, be able to, like, bounce off. Like, like I'm saying like so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were going to bounce off each other so well. But, like, I don't know. I really enjoy this. So it was really fun. Mm-hmm. This is great. I can't yeah. really watch this. <laughs> right. I'm actually really glad it's recorded. I yeah. felt so bad last one. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that's all I have for you guys. Don't forget to get plugged in with the links below. Um, get more plugged into this family. We'd love to have you be a part of it. We're really just not about making you become one thing it's really just celebrating you as an individual and who you're called to be so yeah if there's anything you get from this i hope it's a, it's your the, <laughs> what i learned in boating school is <laughs> but if there's anything you took took take if there's anything that you have if there's anything you take from this i hope it's that it, you are deeply loved yes. and valued not for anything that you do, but simply the person that you are. Um, welcome to the family. I hope you enjoyed. I literally always struggle with the ending. So that is all I have for you. <laughs> I will see you in the next one. <laughs>